live the next chapter of your life on your terms. Stay tuned for the latest on retirement planning, tax strategies, and other financial news to grow your nest egg. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller, powered by Mueller Retirement Planning. Let's get this party started, huh? Hey there, welcome. Thanks for joining us on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm his co-host, James Parker, and each and every week, myself and Sean get together to talk to you about anything it takes to get you ready for retirement. And I want to pay a little bit more attention to what Sean says. He's the financial advisor. He's the founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning here in Southfield. So uh, that's what this show is all about. Welcome. Before we get started in the uh, in the hot, heavy financial stuff, welcome back to the show, Sean. How's it going? It's going well, James. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, earlier this week, I, I sent you a link. I thought you would like this. Uh, Business World had a list of money habits to break. And I, I think this is kind of an incomplete list, but you know, you, not every article has to have everything. This is just what they thought was the, the most important. And two of these, there, there, there's a list of four behavior types. Um, two of these are definitely me. One of me is kind of a gray area. One of them's sort of not. So I thought it would be great to run this by you so I could maybe fix some of my money dysfunctions here. <laughs> so let's let's talk about these bad financial habits that we need to break. Yeah. So there's there's basically what you're trying to do with these is you're trying to find like really your personality, your money personality and where you fit. And one of the the first ones is the lifestyle spender. This person is overly optimistic about their financial future. They could in their head say, you know, I know I'm going to have this great job in the future. I'm going to make so much money. So then basically they just start spending. And what happens with them as well, even if they get a, a little raise, for instance, maybe they get like a $3 raise per hour or whatever, they start booking those vacations to the Bahamas or putting down payments on SUVs, things like that. You know, they just get a little ahead of themselves. They're, they're overreaching. They're too levered up in the sense maybe their, their mortgage is too high, their, their car payments are too high, whatever it may be. So you just got to be careful when you're a lifestyle spender. Uh, you're just, uh, you can't be overly optimistic of what might happen in the future. Lifestyle creep is, is the gray area one for myself because I'm not bad about that. I've, I've still had the discipline to not do a whole, a whole lot of lifestyle creep, but I feel that urge and I'm starting to feel it really bad. The older I get, I, I, I tell myself like, why can't I have a new car when this one dies? Why do I have to get another used car? I could afford it if I really wanted to. But I know I really shouldn't at this point. Yeah, you know, there's there's remedies to these things, you know, basically uh, gradually cutting back on your lifestyle spend. And so for those folks, maybe uh, 70 to 75 percent uh, of your monthly income you, you would spend. You want you want to save. It'd be nice to be able to save 25 percent or so of that monthly income. So just trying to put yourself on a budget, paying yourself first is uh, is one of the bigger things. And, and that kind of leads into putting your savings on that autopilot. That way you just set it and you forget it. You don't even uh, realize that every month or every paycheck, a certain amount just goes right into a certain savings account. You don't even feel that difference. So what you got to do at some point is just quit trying to seek happiness and buying stuff. So it could lead you really uh, chasing for things that might not be attainable for you. And I, I see it all the time with, with lifestyle spend, that, that lifestyle creep. What's your thoughts on a boat, Sean? At, oh, man. Uh, I know I don't want to buy a boat. Uh, there's some folks that, uh, that love boating and all of that. And if you're going to get the use out of it, fantastic. But 
everybody that I know that owns a boat just tells me how much it just uh, it, it drains their their savings account, whether it's gas, upkeep. Uh, you know, here in Michigan, it's not as if you have it all year round. So you got to have uh, that maintenance on it in the winter and all of that. So the boats are the tough one. All right. So the first money habit to break was being a lifestyle spender. I'm, I, it's a great area for me. The next one is definitely me. This I, I feel attacked on this one. This one's called the procrastinator. And I didn't read this whole thing. I'll probably finish it later. But I, um, I feel like they're talking directly to me. You know, and I think we can all relate with procrastination. Uh, we do it in one form or another. So basically with the procrastinator, they know their goals. They understand the importance of planning, but they're always postponing that action for a better time. You know, whether it be, you know, when I make a certain amount of money, okay, I'll start saving or or when I actually have the money in my savings account, you know, this certain portion, uh, then we'll, we'll start, you know, actually investing it. So they're actually getting money in their savings accounts, but they're not actually investing it. So they're always, you know, passing uh, and pushing things off to another year, and, and they forget the uh, the effects of compounding interest on, on their money. So you know, at some point, if you're going to procrastinate and you're pushing it off, I mean, you're going to miss out on a lot of gains over time. And uh, y- you know, so so basically, you need to start doing these things now instead of pushing it off to a later date. All right. So the procrastinator is one that, you know, I, I, I say it's me. I think uh, there's more than half the population that would say that they've had a problem with procrastination at some point. Uh, the next one's also me, though. So that's two in a row. And this is not everybody because this doesn't apply to my wife. The third one is being disorganized. Yes. And that's and, you know, folks come into the office all the time and it's great. They have, you know, all these different investments, but they're scattered everywhere. So they have no idea you know, if one investment is is helping the other and complementing the other investment. Uh, and we've talked about it on this show before. It's basically having everything like in a shoebox or an old drawer or something at home. So you actually have these things. You're, you're saving, you have these investments, but they're really all over the place. You have no clue about really what your real rate of return is on these holdings. Um, so you, you really have to be careful because again, I always, I say it time and time again, you can have all of these different investments, but it doesn't mean that they're right for you. And it doesn't mean that they're complementing you. So, you, you know, by really getting organized and being able to read your statements and understand what's going on in your portfolio and, and making sure that everything is in line and working together, that's going to be really important. All right. So the disorganized one, you know, you have these guys, they have to be like me. They come in with just piles of stuff. I don't have files. I have piles. Mm-hmm. I'm the artistic brain. You're the spreadsheet brain. My wife is a spreadsheet brain. Uh, God bless you people for being able to, to keep track of all this stuff. Um, but is, is that embarrassing for somebody to come in with just piles like me? Well, I don't think it's embarrassing. For one, you're doing something right. You're actually investing. So that's first things first. You're, you're putting money away. You need you know somebody like myself that can really get it all in order and take a look at actually what you have and how much you're putting away. Are all of those different investments and in, in everything um, going to help you retire, help you generate the sufficient income that you're going to need in your retirement. But absolutely not. You should definitely not be embarrassed. You're taking the right steps by sitting down with somebody, getting organized and, uh, and putting an actual plan together. All right. So we're just rolling through this list here of money habits to break from businessworld.com. Uh, and the last one, I'm finally off the hook. This one is not me at all, I am zero percent the gambler, and they're not talking about the Kenny Rogers song, but the one of the money habits to break the personality habits that could give you real money problems is being a gambler. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is a tough one when, when people sit down and, and they have, you know, this, uh, assumption or this feeling on a certain stock. And basically it's, it's an all or nothing sort of thing. You know, they're, they're investing in penny stocks or a bunch of, um, IPOs and, and they're just hoping they're crossing their fingers that, you know, things are going to work out. And, and they think like every stock that they're going to invest in is like a Tesla where eventually it just starts going through the roof, you know, sky's the limit. And this is the one that's really going to get you in trouble. You know, it's okay to have a very small portion of your money allocated to something like that. So basically what you want to do is get your plan uh, together. You want to, you know, really get the foundation of your plan together. That way you understand, okay, we have what we need to really start getting us to the, the retirement and through retirement. And then if you want to take a small portion and, and take risk with them and, and buy those stocks you have certain feelings in, that's great because we're not relying on that money for retirement. But it's, in my opinion, it can be a little sad with those folks that come in and they're not really realistic about the stock market or whatever they're trying to invest in. And watching them just kind of be an all or nothing sort of investor, most of the time, that's going to end up getting you in trouble. Yeah, I, look, I cannot, the one of the reasons I can't stand gambling, whether it's playing blackjack or slots or whatever, is I can't stand losing money. And I hear other people talk about investing uh, the same way they would talk about a blackjack table. Oh, I, I hit it big you know, on this last one. You're not supposed to hit it big. It's not supposed to be exciting. This is supposed to be boring. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a lot of times those folks don't really talk about their losses. They'll just talk about their wins, which is you get the people that come in and, and they like, oh, my friend uh, in, invested in this and he said he made so much money. What do you think? And and all of that. But to your point, it's not supposed to be super exciting. You're supposed to you know, set it up. Uh, get it nice and diversified. You want your portfolio to accomplish something in the future, whether whether it be uh, generating sufficient income for yourself or passing those assets to you know beneficiaries, whatever it may be. So yeah, it's not about the excitement. If you want to do that, make it a very small portion of your portfolio. So it doesn't matter if you lose it; it's not going to affect your retirement. All right, so we um, just went through the list here from Business World on Money Habits to Break. Anything that they missed? If you could add one thing to this list, what would it be? Yeah, it would be complacency. This happens a lot. You know, people have, whether it be a 401k at an old employer um, or uh, maybe they inherited some monies and just left it with the, the broker or planner that their uh, mom or dad used. And they never really wanted to sit down with somebody else and take a look and see where they can make adjustments and improvements to their portfolio. And that can really come back to bite you. You don't understand maybe the fees that you're paying that person. You don't really understand if those investments are actually what you need for retirement. And a lot of times what I find is they're not really tactical portfolios in the sense they're not making changes dependent on the business cycle. So whether we're in expansion, peak, trough, recovery, you know, these those are times where you can make adjustments to your portfolio and capitalize on what's going on in the economy. So, you know, just setting it and forgetting it and being complacent, you know, that's that's really not the right way to go. Yeah. Okay, good. That one doesn't apply to me either. So I can feel a little less guilty about this list. All right, Sean, if someone likes what they hear and they're thinking about working with you, how do they get in contact with you? Where's your office? What's that process look like? Yeah, we're in Southfield, Michigan here in Metro Detroit, uh, off of Evergreen Road, just south of 696 in the Atrium building across from the Southfield Public Library. 
We'd love to see you here in office. You can give us a call at 248-988-9696 to book that first appointment. You can also go directly to our website at MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and book your appointment. You can look on our website for future events that we're having, seminars, dinners, whatever it may be, educational stuff. That way you guys can uh, come out, see what we have to offer, see the information that we provide, and really get a plan together. Quit procrastinating. Don't be a gambler. Don't be unorganized. And uh, and stop spending too much. Don't be that lifestyle spender. All right, that's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. We'll be right back with more Retire Right. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Sean Mueller and his team at Mueller Retirement Planning know what to look for. Sean can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 248. 988-9696 to set up a visit with Sean Mueller and Mueller Retirement Planning. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 248-988-9696. Firm may not give tax advice. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm James Parker. And each and every week, myself and Sean get together to feed you information into your brain that helps you get ready for retirement, helps you get through retirement. And the goal here isn't to make you rich. It's to make sure you can maintain your standard of living and not run out of money in retirement. And Sean, you know, that seems to be so easy if you end up with a big paycheck like some of these athletes or actors or like your favorite musician. But we are also flooded with stories about how these people can make millions and still wind up broke. So if these people go broke with millions, how can I expect to do any better with my meager income, Sean? Yeah, well, first you better have a plan. And I think that's one of the biggest things that these folks are lacking. They, you know, finally sign that big contract. They're young. They think the money's going to come forever and they don't actually put a plan together and really start saving and investing appropriately. So for you, even if you don't have millions of dollars, as long as you have a plan, you can make it through retirement. So how do they, how do they lose all this money? How does MC Hammer, or Mike Tyson, or all these Floyd Mayweather, how do they lose? tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars so fast. They're having a lot of fun out there. They're, they're buying the cars, the houses, the jewelry. They're helping relatives and friends. They have a huge payroll at that point. Normally, they have a group of people that tend to travel with them. And guess entourage, who's yeah. Yeah, their entourage, exactly. They're paying for their entourage and, and all of that. So they're just not being uh, financially disciplined. And 
you know, you got to think when you're in your early 20s and all of a sudden you can buy whatever you want, you can travel wherever you want. I can understand why these folks end up doing that and running out of funds. They, they don't understand. No one's ever sat them down and said, look, the, you got to have a plan. You got to put money away. This isn't going to last forever. And, uh, and invest in other things outside of just buying houses, which is great. If you could buy, you know, for the most part, houses appreciate. So buying houses isn't the worst thing, but you're buying cars and jewelry and, and, everything else. So, you know, having a plan and actually putting other monies aside and investing it, that's how you're going to make sure you're not going to run out of money, especially, you know, if you're getting this money in your twenties or thirties and you're going to be retired for 50 or 60 years. Yeah. Well, look, it sounds like one of the lessons is, you know, cause when you watch the the stories about how these people lose all this money, it does look like a fun process uh, you, you said that it looks like they just had a good time. I think you might be right. But, uh, so, so what's the lesson here? Don't have fun. If you, if you're successful. Absolutely. You should have fun. Yeah. The, the, if you're, you're successful. You need to have fun. You have the money to go spend and, and do all those things, but don't do it with all of your money. Make sure that you're putting monies aside, whether it be in a certain trust that m- maybe you're not the trustee, someone else is a trustee and you can't get to that money or you can only get to a portion of that money. And that's what's going to help protect you know, those dollars and, and allow those dollars to grow and, and really provide a retirement that, that you want instead of just uh, getting this money and, and blowing it in five to 10 years. And, and then what? Right. Well, listen, Sean, here, here's a scary statistic. This, uh, this was from Sports Illustrated in 2015. They estimated 80% of retired NFL players go broke in their first three years of retirement. In the article, they, they cited two big reasons are a lack of financial planning. Like you said, they didn't have a plan. But here's one that's, you know, kind of tugs at your heartstrings. The other big reason they go broke is by sharing too much of their wealth with family and friends. You had mentioned the entourage, but it's not like they're blowing it all on themselves. A lot of it is, um, you know, sort of altruistic. But um, is that something you see happening to, to retirees? Is, is there too much of just a, a giveaway happening with people later in life? Yeah, I see it. I see people, they want to help their kids and grandkids. Maybe they promised their grandkids that they're going to pay for college and, you know, they finally get there and guess what? Uh, They can't afford to pay for college, but they still feel like they're on the hook for it. Well, here's the thing. This is what those uh, those grandparents forgot to do is actually plan to pay for the kids' colleges or grandkids' colleges uh, in the future. So maybe they had a grandkid and, and they should have started planning 15 years ago knowing, hey, we're going to pay for Sally's college. Well, instead of waiting and then Sally turns 18 and then going, you know what? We don't have the money to do that, but we're still going to take money out of our IRAs to pay for a college. You should have had a plan set up so you know you could have funded something over time so you could afford to pay for or help pay for her college. All right, that's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. If you like what you hear, you want to contact him at the office, 248-988-9696, 248-988-9696, or MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. And uh, Sean, another quote I want to run by you on this topic is from Burt Reynolds, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. He uh, told Vanity Fair, I've lost more money than is possible because I just haven't watched it. Uh, what did he mean by that? You know, I know you probably help people come up with the budget almost daily. Is that what he means by oversight? Yeah, he's not paying attention to maybe what he's invested in, not seeing how it's growing or if it's not growing at all and, and how much he's spending. 
you know, you get in this, this mode or, or you trust certain people, you know, for him anyway, probably trusting someone to look out for, you know, his investments and how much he can spend. But overall, you need to know, you need to understand how much you can spend. And a key part of that is, is having a budget first and foremost. What do you want your retirement to look like? And then really putting a, a, a plan together that way you can see, okay, if I spend X amount, this is what my retirement should look like through the next 30 years, you know, in the ups and downs of the market. So you just got to understand what you're spending and, and, you know, keep an eye on things. Yeah, you're hiring a professional, but you should still have a general understanding of what's going on in your portfolio. I had a couple of examples here, Sean, uh, Aretha Franklin and Prince. I recall in both of these situations, they left behind a financial tornado. And it's not necessarily that they didn't have great financial planning. Uh, They didn't have great estate planning. Yeah, you you need the basic uh, documents for estate planning. So you need a will. If it makes sense for you uh, and your family, a trust, uh, power of attorneys, you want to make sure that you have a, a financial or a durable power of attorney and a healthcare power of attorney. I, a lot of folks miss the power of attorney thing. Uh, if you're married, yeah, that's great. Your spouse can can make those decisions for But if you're not, you know, things can get complicated. So make sure you have your power of attorneys. But so many folks come in and I mean, these are folks in their 60s. They don't even have a basic will. So you need to have at least a basic will and you want to make sure your beneficiaries are up to date on your accounts. So it doesn't hurt, you know, even once a year, taking a look, going over all of your financial accounts, making sure your beneficiaries are up to date and and everything's in order. Yeah. You know, estate planning didn't really hit a chord with me uh, until I had kids. You know, like when I was single, who cares? I don't even own that much. And, you know, I'm, but now if uh, if something happens to me, there's going to be some people who are, are going to suffer. And so that's really what what got me in the door and get, getting some estate planning. And um, I asked, when do I update this? And the answer I was given was was um, pretty much uh, family tree related. Anytime there's a new branch added or a branch taken off, you need to go. So marriage, birth, death, divorce, all these things anywhere in your family, revisit your estate plan then. Absolutely. And I was just like you, as soon as I started my family, got married, started having kids, uh, I made sure to go get a trust done, get the power of attorneys in place and and all of that. It's definitely worth it. Uh, And then at that time, it might make sense for for you to get life insurance as well. Maybe just maybe a basic term policy. But, you know, in the event the primary breadwinner passes away, how is your family going to continue to go on for the next uh, few years with with really very limited income if they're getting uh, some social security income from you because you passed away? But so, uh, yeah, you should definitely make sure that you have your estate plan up to date and and just review it um, every so often. So you you use the term POAs and power of attorneys for, for people who are new to the show comes up quite a bit when we talk about estate planning. But but what's your philosophy on how many powers of attorneys d- do you need? Uh, you know, there's financial and, and health care, but I've seen some recommendations that you have multiple powers of attorney that make them all agree on the same decision when it comes to some of these issues. But what's Sean Mueller's theory on that? You know, I think everybody's family and everybody's different. So for some folks, trying to get two or three people on there to ever come to a decision is going to be impossible. So if you have somebody close to you and and what my wife and I were were looking at was like, okay, well, who's financially savvy? Who can we trust with this aspect uh, of our plan? And and have one person, maybe two people, if it makes sense that way. And then on the other end, you know, that person who's uh, financially savvy might not necessarily kind of 
do the same thing as far as healthcare goes. You know what I mean? Maybe their brain doesn't work that way. So uh, you want to make sure whoever's dealing with your healthcare stuff, their views on all that align with you. Like something happens, you know, do they uh, pull the plug or do they keep you going for an extra few days? Things like that. So just make sure these people are similar mindset uh, as you as far as uh, your power of attorneys go financially and healthcare wise. Does everyone who goes through the, the Mueller map get estate planning? So I definitely have recommendations for estate planning and, you know, I can only do so much. I definitely recommend everybody doing it, but folks tend to drag their feet and it's for some reason, it's one of those things that they really, I I don't know if it's the fear of talking about death or whatever it is, but they really drag their feet on putting together their estate plan. But I highly, highly recommend it. And I, and I most definitely have uh, attorneys that I recommend. All right. That's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. A lot of this is covered in his new book. And if you want a copy of Sean's new book, it's all about uh, financial planning. You text the word book, 248-988-9696, 248-988-9696. It's the same phone number whether you want to make a voice call and set up an appointment or if you want to text the word book and get his new book, Retire Right, same phone number, the website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retire Right with Sean Mueller. It's never too late to fine-tune your financial plans. To schedule your complimentary visit with Sean, text VISIT to 248-988-9696. That's VISIT to 248-988-9696. Errors when you're playing a game means, oh no, you're going to lose errors when you're talking about your finances means thousands of dollars. Yeah, you don't want to just throw away thousands of dollars, flush it down the toilet and just give it to the government and let them kind of blow it on frivolous stuff. Yeah, you know what? I think they get enough of my money, Sean. I believe they probably do and I feel the same way. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm his co-host, James Parker. And uh, Sean Mueller over there is the founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning. So it's an excellent topic to bounce off him uh, when we're talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous today. And, uh, you know, we were just laughing about how all these people have lost, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. But I want to now pick your brain, Sean, and pick up some uh, good financial lessons from this so we can have better habits than MC Hammer had. So we can have better habits than Nicolas Cage had. <laughs> Great, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he bought a lot of uh, like old skulls, didn't he? Great investment, isn't it? Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, anyone get a T Rex skull from the Mueller map? Uh, not as of yet, but we'll see if we can fit that into their retirement plan. All right, so let's <laughs> so, let's talk about uh, some good financial habits that that would put us ahead of the pack. Yeah. So first and foremost, you need to find out what you need is income wise in retirement, and then try to live within or below those means. So you want to stress test your portfolio and see what you're going to be able to spend in retirement if we have a terrible market. That's where I I like to really take a look is like, look, we can all look at what's average and this and that, but what happens if things aren't average? I know a lot has been going on in the economy and and in the stock market. So let's just plan for the worst and, and see what your portfolio would look like. So know how much you're going to need and live within those means. You know, you say that, but it sounds so easy, but living within your means and sticking to a budget requires a certain level of discipline that I struggle with. I agree. It's it's tough because 
depending on your situation, it might not be as fun as living beyond your means. Uh, so, but if you want to have a successful retirement and you want to have more of a stress-free retirement, then we need to make sure that we can stay within that budget. So we're not spending all of your monies and leaving you with nothing. Well, uh, talk about the dangers of credit cards then, because I have a little bit of credit card debt, but I've noticed I'm under the average, like the, the average revolving credit card debt is somewhere north of 500 bucks a month. And so I'm a little under that, but boy, that sounds tough. Yeah. Paying off debt is, is great in retirement. Look, if you want to pay off your mortgage and all of that, awesome. Not everybody is going to have their mortgage paid off. So don't beat yourself up over it, but we need to be able to fit that mortgage into your, into your retirement plan and make sure that we're able to generate enough income so you can pay for your mortgage and all your other bills. But to your credit card debt uh, question, look, in retirement, we should not be carrying credit card debt. Yes, you can pay your bills and all of that and, and put monies on a credit card. Yeah, get those rewards, but pay it off. If you're having a, you know, a revolving credit card debt that, you, that you're paying, and some of those interest rates are 25% that you're paying on it, we've got to make sure that we have that credit card paid off. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely brutal. And I've noticed, my personally speaking, my credit card interest rates have inched up in the last couple of years. The interest rate on a credit card is absolutely crazy, the, how much you have to pay for that. I mean, paying 25% or north of 25% in some cases is absurd. It's going to take you forever to pay, pay that money off, even if it's a small balance. So really make sure in retirement that you're not carrying a balance on your credit cards. Well, one that you know didn't come up when we were talking about the lifestyles of the rich and famous, you know, like when we we're making fun of uh, you know your favorite musicians, actors, and athletes who've lost a whole lot of money. But personally, I've seen a lot of people... Uh, squander what little fortune they had because they spent too much on their kids. Yeah, you got to make sure your kids can stand on their own. If you can no longer afford to fund your kids' lifestyle when you're, you know, when they're adults, you gotta, you gotta cut it off. I, I see it too many times. It, it, you know, parents come in here and they're about to retire or they're retired, and we're going over building their budget and all of that, and then they're telling me, you know, I'm giving my kids X amount each month, and these are kids that are. You know, they're in their 30s now. It's it's time that you, that you got to let them go on their own. And, and, you know, tough love can go a long way. So at some point, and I usually have to be the one to tell them, look, you can't give your kids this money anymore. They've, they've got to go out and do this on their own. So I know their heart's in the right place, but you're going to jeopardize your retirement just because your kids don't really want to go out and, and push themselves a little bit. Yeah, and when you get you get emotions wrapped up in these decisions, and that's where you start to stray away from logic here. Yeah, and I I get it. You want to help your kids; they're your kids. But by continuing to financially help them, you're actually taking away their independence, and, and you're doing them a disservice. All right. Uh, so another big one is market losses. I've been quite disappointed with my my IRA's performance. You know, I have some index funds and whatnot. And uh, not so happy with that. I haven't I can't say I've had any huge losses, but uh, that is a possibility I'm concerned about. Yeah, you, you got to stress test these portfolios, see what it's going to look like in years like uh, 2022 when you're pulling out of money uh, from your portfolio and everything just seems to go down and down and down. And, and the other thing is you can't just save. You have to invest your money. So being afraid of the market and losing too much, that can hurt you in the long run. So you got to understand, you don't want to be too aggressive, but at the same time, if you're too conservative, you're not allowing your money to build over time. So 
yes, save, but you also have to invest. So theoretically, on average, if you're uh, investing your, your monies, let's just say over a seven to 10 year span, again, on average, you should be able to, to double those monies. So by not doing that and just putting money in a savings account and getting the little interest that you would be over the years, you're most likely not going to have enough to retire. Or if you do, you're not going to be able to generate as much income as you would be if you're investing it either in the market or in other things. That doesn't mean you have to invest it in the stock market. There are many other things that you can invest your money in. Right. And, and then you're getting into things like uh, compounding interest where, you know, over time, this turns out to be a big snowball and, you know, so with that snowball visual in mind, talk about how big of an impact that time span can give you. Yeah. To your point, like that snowball, like just think of you, you make a snowball and you roll it down a mountain and it just keeps getting bigger as it's approaching the bottom of the mountain and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I mean, that's compound interest. So you got to make sure that you're getting something for your money, making sure that your money is working for you while you're not working. So uh, investing it, making sure you're getting a reasonable rate of return, depending on where interest rates are. And you, and we talk about buckets all the time. You have to make sure that your monies are in different buckets. Not all of your money should be towards uh, stock market, towards growth. Not all of it should be in savings and, and safe. You need a little bit of everything. You want some investments where you know you can't lose, but it's still going to participate in market upside. So just make sure that you have these different buckets and have a reasonable expectation for each one of these buckets. You can't invest in the market and say, look, I want to make seven to 10% per year with no downside. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. That's optimistic. That's uh, Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. MuellerRetirementPlanning.com is his website. The phone number is 248-988-9696. All right, Sean, talk about how uh, the investment strategies change once we get into retirement, because I'm not, no longer going to be putting money in the market or in any of these tools or in an IRA. It's all coming out. Yeah. As you're approaching retirement, you should be taking risk off the table little by little as you're getting closer to retirement. So whether that be, you know, seven years, uh, five years, three years, you need to get risk off. So if you're 10, 15 years out, you know, you're going to have time to, to make things up, the market correct itself and all of that. Um, but you should definitely be looking to de-risk your portfolio as you get to in, in retirement, especially in retirement. We're, we're setting up your plan. We're going to be drawing income off of your portfolio. We can't have your portfolio down 30% in a year while you're taking income or what happens. I know I mentioned this uh, often at our dinner seminars, but the lost decade. So folks, uh, if you've ever heard of the lost decade, basically from 2000 to 2010, we had many ups and downs, but if you invested in the S&P 500 in 2000, you open up your statement in 2010, you didn't make any money. So if you're retired for those 10 years and you really weren't making any money and you're pulling off of your portfolio every year because you need that income to uh, maintain your lifestyle, that's not going to be good. You're not going to be able to make that up because you're you're, it's reverse dollar cost averaging. You're taking money off of your portfolio as it's going down. It should be the opposite. Well, we've made a lot of fun of people who had poor financial plans and financial success, but I want to run a good example by you. Jay Leno. I heard yeah. this and thought it was a rumor for years that he lived, uh, he banked all of his Tonight Show salary and lived off the salary he got from doing shows. And he, he does shows other than The Tonight Show. Yeah, he does like 200 a year or something ridiculous like that. And so um, is there anything we can learn from Jay Leno's success story? 
yeah, I don't know if he's telling a full truth there. He owns like a thousand cars. I don't, you know, the, the, I mean, the guy does spend money, so I don't, I don't know how true all of that is. But I've heard that many times as well. But yes, so basically, let's just say maybe you and your spouse are taking Social Security and you start it early. Well, maybe you can take that Social Security and reinvest it. Or if you have two incomes, maybe you say, you know what, let's see if we can live off of one of these incomes and then save the other income and just kind of get an understanding of uh, what your lifestyle might be in retirement if you're only living off of that one income. So you definitely want some form of income that you can really reinvest uh, back into your portfolio and not just spending everything you have. Cause that's as we talked earlier with the, uh, athletes and, uh, musicians and actors and that they, they tend to spend everything they have a lot of times. Yeah. You know, that, that sounded like a, it was a far out experiment because who has two full-time incomes? Well, a household does you and your spouse just live off of one of your, your checks and bank the other one. And I guess that could be the Jay Leno model. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good example. And, and you know, not everybody can, you know, it's getting harder and harder to save money and to even retire. We don't have pensions anymore. Uh, the cost of living is going up. Things are extremely expensive. Even buying a car nowadays is, is extremely expensive. So, you know, I, I know it's not easy to do, but if you can do it, it's a good rule to at least attempt to do and see, you know, that way, you know, you have enough in retirement. We all want to retire, don't we? We don't want to work forever. So just make sure you're disciplined and you can at least try to save a portion of your income. Or if you have uh, two incomes, just attempt it. Attem- even if you attempt it for six months, see if you can do it. All right. And just to remind you, you know, this is what Sean does during the week at Mueller Retirement Planning. How far away do you think you are from the guy listening right now, Sean? Like a 20 minute drive? Yeah, or less. So we're right here off of uh, just south of 696 off Evergreen Road in Southfield, Michigan, right across from the Southfield Public Library. We're really easy to get to. uh, And we're in the atrium building. There's a TGI Fridays over here. There's a pot belly in Chipotle. So we're right in between there. So uh, after we meet, maybe uh, we can go get a bite to eat as well. All right. That doesn't sound like too much of an ask. It just starts with a phone call, 248 988 9696. Call Mueller Retirement Planning at 248 988 9696. Or if you can't remember that, you can re- remember the website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. It's just the name of the company plus.com, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. And I'll be right back with Sean Mueller on Retire Right. Reserve a complimentary copy of Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. Simply text the word book to 248-988-9696. That's book to 248-988-9696. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning believes retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why Sean and his team created the Retire Right Pack, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of his book, Retire Right, Drown Out the Noise. This book will help guide you through retirement with insight on taxes, social security, income, and much more. 
To get your Retire Right pack, text Right to 248-988-9696. In addition to the book, you'll also receive updated resources on retirement's most common concerns. Get your Retire Right pack from Sean Mueller at Mueller Retirement Planning now by texting Right to 248-988-9696. That's Right to 248-988-9696. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, you can listen to Retire Right wherever you get your podcasts. That's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. A lot of times you end up spending more in retirement, even though you think in your head you're not going to. Now you have all this time on your hands. You want to do all the things you didn't have time to do while you were working. Welcome back to Retire Right with Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Hey there. Welcome back. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm your co-host, James Parker. And let's talk about your book, Sean. See, I like the whole author gig because you write one book and for the rest of your life, you can be Sean Mueller, retirement planner, author, father, you know, whatever. You just throw an author in, yeah. in your title, like uh, like you're a king or a doctor or something. But uh, it, it's a pretty thick book here. This is not something you're going to read in like an hour or two. Looks like you put a little bit of work on it here. Uh do you feel like you put too much in this book? If if I read all this book, why do I need you? That's right. I, d I do give quite a bit of information on it. I, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Social Security, Medicare, estate planning and legacy, things like that. So we do have quite a bit in this book. And I think it's just, you know, knowledge is power and it's going to help everybody make a better sound decision for themselves and ultimately that's why I'm here and that's why Mueller Retirement Planning is here is so we can educate and we can help you make those decisions. Because when you go in and you sit with somebody and you're, you might be intimidated, you know, this isn't your, your world. You don't know the questions to ask. You don't really know what certain investments are. You don't know the difference between, you know, a fixed index annuity and a variable annuity and things like that. And those are the things that we're talking about in this book. That way you do have that knowledge. And and that way when you do sit down with somebody and maybe you meet with them the first time or even the second time, and it's not us, you can always go back to to my book and say, you know what, he mentioned something about, you know, uh, index universal life. What exactly is that? And then you can go and look it up, read about it, educate yourself on it. You know, we give pros and cons to, to all of these things. So it's a really good read. Uh, and really... I think, you know, it's probably good for some of your kids to read as well. Uh, you definitely don't have to be 40, 50, 60 years old. This is something you can give your your teenager, your your 25-year-old, where they can get some really solid information out of here that can potentially change their life. Well, it looks like the front half of the book, really the first two-thirds of the book, seem like it, would, it could be used as like a reference guide or sort of a, a glossary of sorts for when you are meeting, if you do meet with Sean and you go through the first meeting or two, uh, you know, this gives you a chance to where questions that are going to come up with everyone. This gives you something to point on. Here's the general answer. And if you want to, you know, know any further, just go to, you know, that, that section of my book. Cause something like, like Medicare, 
everyone's going to have to come up with uh, that decision around their birthday, what parts are, are available, what do you choose? You know, that's something you're going to have to go over with everyone, but it's a boring, slow, tedious conversation. And something you it, look, if you want to know about all that, go look at the book. It's a lot to explain and it's not very entertaining. Just go whenever you get a chance and get a get some caffeine of some sort and sit down with that section of the book. Yeah, absolutely. We're also talking about, you know, uh, the difference between men and women and, and how, you know, they should approach investing, you know, knowing that, you know, your traditional married couple, male and, and female, uh, for the most part, males predecease uh, their their spouse. And what does that mean to your surviving spouse? It, it, you know, your wife that could live, you know, five, 10, 15 years easily longer, longer than you. How does she have to approach investing? And how is that different than maybe you would uh, approach investing? So these are all the things that we're touching on. I think it's very important that everybody reads a copy of the book. All right. So the other thing that this book covers really well is the programs from the government. They have the most tedious rules when it comes to Social Security, Medicare. For some people, they're going to need Medicaid as well. And it makes just for awful radio to go too deep in the weeds on some of these subjects. But these are important subjects and these are huge as, as far as the dollar amount and, and the impact it's going to have on you. These are huge decisions. And the book is something you can point to when people come looking for answers that we just can't do on the radio. Yep. And, you know, it talks about delaying your Social Security compared to taking it early. What might make more sense for yourself, depending on your situation, spousal benefits, how to, you know, a lot of folks don't understand how spousal benefits work when your spouse passes away, which Social Security stays, which Social Security goes away. These are all the things that the book will help answer for you. Something else I know is, is you have a whole section here on taxes. Uh, and so you go through the taxes section, but then you're not done with taxes because taxes pop up when you get to the income phase. To, there's a discussion on taxes when it comes to your Social Security. There's a section in taxes on your 401ks and IRAs, on annuities, on estate planning. Taxes are everywhere in this book. Yep. Always taxes, taxes, taxes. <laughs> It doesn't matter where you look. It's always taxes. How much am I going to pay? How much do I keep? That's the thing. I want you to keep all of your money if you can, right? But you got to start understanding, learning, and educating yourself on taxes. Where where do we all think? I always ask this. Where do you think taxes are going to be going in the next 20 years? And everybody says they think they're going up. So why aren't we planning for that? Instead of waiting you know, 10, 15 years and go, you know what? I should have started planning for that, or now I got to take my required minimum distribution, and the government is is taking you know thirty or forty percent of my required minimum distribution. It's driving me up in such a high tax bracket. Well, why don't you get ahead of the game and start maybe doing some Roth conversions, things like that? That way you can create that tax free income. That way you can reduce your future required minimum distribution. All right, who needs to get this book? I you know I would guess it's someone. I like your retirement red zone of 10 years within retirement, but I'm, I'm someone who plans on working until at least age 70, if not 75. I mean, I'm talking to a microphone. I could do this forever. So if I'm going to retire at 75, I should probably get on this maybe before age 65. I would absolutely agree. If you're somebody, you know, in your 50s, 55, pick up this book. I think it could save you not only just potential future monies as far as investing, taxes, and that sort of thing. But I think it can save you a lot of frustration and time. 
because you're going to get educated. You're going to understand what you need to start looking at as far as whether it's forms of insurance or different investments and the pros and cons to all of that sort of stuff. So if you're in your 50s and 60s, you should absolutely be reading this book. It's going to help educate you. It's going to help you make better financial decisions for you and your family. All right. That's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. The book is Retire Right. The name of the show is Retire Right. So it's all nice and, and streamlined there. Retire Right with Sean Mueller is this show. If you want Sean Mueller's book, Retire Right. It's the same phone number you call to, to make an appointment at the office, 248-988-9696. You can call that number and ask for the book. You can text the word book to that number and someone will reach out to you when we all get back to the office on Monday. Or you can go to the website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. All right, Sean, congratulations on becoming an author. Congratulations on your uh, book being available to the public. And I, I hope some people take you up on the offer and get their hands on a free copy. Thank you so much. Like you say, I can always put author now, add that to my name. So that that's never going to go away. I appreciate it. And I would love for folks to get their hands on this book. It's very educational. I really think there's a lot of value in here. So, you know, don't hesitate. Reach out. We'll get you your copy. Then you, when you come in for your first appointment, you guys are, are, are going to be ready to ask all the right questions. All right. I'm James Parker. This has been Retire Right with the financial advisor, radio host, and author, Sean Mueller. Please remember that converting an employer plan account to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. Increased taxable income from the Roth IRA conversion may have several consequences, including, but not limited to, a need for additional tax withholding or estimated tax payments, the loss of certain tax deductions and credits, and higher taxes on Social Security benefits and higher Medicare premiums. Be sure to consult with a qualified tax advisor before making any decisions regarding your IRA. Retire Right is the name of our radio show. It is used solely for marketing purposes and should not be seen as a promise or guarantee of investment results or preservation of principal. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. Mueller Retirement Planning is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mueller Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. But accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. This radio show is a paid placement.